0: Hello, welcome to Macro ESG, markets, politics, and technology for a sustainable future. Today is Sunday, the 9th of August, 2020, at 1138 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. My name is Greg Beyer. Thank you for joining us. Today's piece is entitled, China Will Retaliate. China will retaliate. The the online wars have begun. China will strike back. There is no doubt about it. President Xi's power rests on his aggressive call to action to the party's cadres to be bold. He can't back down from any challenge to his authority, foreign or domestic. He can, however, bide his time so long as his supporters are confident that he will act. Then he is safe. But the gloves are officially off. This morning in Hong Kong, media mogul Jimmy Lai and his two sons were arrested on suspicion of foreign collusion and uttering seditious words. And we may have a war in our hands before we know it. Today's South China Morning Post ran a story about the U.S. looking to, quote, outgun PLA in Indo-Pacific, end quote. And given the current environment, I think this story was directed from Beijing, That story concluded with the observation, Beijing's countermeasure is to disrupt the alliance. At the moment, only Australia is listening to the U.S. Its other allies like Japan, Singapore, the Philippines, and the other members of ASEAN are undecided about what to do, as they don't want to take sides between Beijing and Washington. When President Trump sanctioned government officials in Hong Kong and the move on Tencent, China has no choice but to retaliate. As the U.S. has opened up a front against China in the economic war and social media space with Huawei, ByteDance's TikTok, and Tencent's WeChat, I expect the retaliation will be here, but not perhaps, perhaps not obvious. And when I say here, I mean um, in the social media space. Trump's China sections, sanctions are valid. And by the way, I've added this in uh, to the blog um, on Monday only because I realized <laughs> while I was having lunch that I hadn't uh, hadn't made it from my notes into the piece. So, uh, um, so this is a, a bit that I've just added in. China's Trump sanctions... Ch- tr- sorry, Trump's China sanctions are valid. The Financial Times wrote on August 8th in the article... Trump escalates anti China campaign with Hong Kong sanctions. And the the quote is In an effort to deflect criticism over his handling of the pandemic in the US, Mr. Trump has repeatedly blamed Beijing for unleashing the China virus. Most experts believe he will continue to pile pressure on the country as he runs for re election against Democratic candidate Joe Biden in an attempt to boost his waning popularity with voters. While it is understandable that observers would have this view, particularly with Mr. Trump's repeated calls for building a wall with Mexico that Mexico will pay for, none of which came to pass. China's breaking the handover deal decades before its expiration and implementing mainland China-style social and political control is a seminal moment in the evolution of advanced economies, which cannot be overstated enough. Trump's China sanctions are a response to China breaking its Hong Kong deal and enacting political and social repression. China, in fact, made the move as the world is tied up with the COVID pandemic. Without it, I doubt China would have made the move. This is why New Zealand, Australia, the UK, and Canada have joined up with the United States. And it would be all other countries' interest to do the same. The death of Hong Kong, one of the world's most interesting, intelligent, and multicultural cities, is a make-or-break moment in the pattern of global development. Unfortunately, Mr. Trump has not been big on alliance building, and, in fact, has been hyper-transactional to the point that he doesn't stand for anything other than what benefits him immediately. So it makes sense for the other nations to be reticent about tying up with the U.S., with the election of Mr. Joe Biden, which is now all but a certainty, as the elites here in the U.S. are abandoning Trump, even if it means higher taxes and regulation, because they are in favor of a steadier hand at the tiller, other nations around the world will realize that a leader that they can trust is on watch, and they will join up. China cannot choose to either go small or big. A small action would likely not hit Apple initially, as they are a good client, though Apple is a target for later during the big strike. Microsoft is okay, too, as they are cooperative in China. Google is more search and services, so I think that Google will get taken out later. Amazon will not take a hit either right now, as they are a business client. Facebook and Twitter are in the crosshairs. They are both social media companies, ticking the reciprocity box, highly trusted around the world, and symbols of American social media dominance. Plus, relative to the other targets, they are probably softer and easier. And when I say softer and easier, meaning less difficult to take down. From an investment perspective, I would trade this in terms of relative value, perhaps in the middle of a high-tech, particularly in the middle of a high-tech mania. So long Apple and short Facebook, long Microsoft and short Twitter. The big one, China opts for a large-scale, ultra-sophisticated attack which will take down all of the major U.S. tech companies through blowing open the records en masse, hence destroying the public's and consumers' trust and these companies in an unrecoverable data disaster, the Pearl Harbor of technology. Apple, let Huawei rise. The Times of India ran a story saying that $5 billion of, other, of Apple products uh, could be produced in India via Apple, shifting six production lines from China. Amazon, let Alibaba knock them out. Google, let Baidu win the search game. Facebook, WeChat replaces FB. The whole system could be ripped open, wide open, and left unable to operate. This would also trigger a massive stock market collapse as these companies represent $4.9 trillion of the U.S. stock market's total market cap of $35.5 trillion. They also, incidentally, are a lot of the recent appreciation as well. Benefit to China. The stock market bust would be a guarantee of Mr. Trump's loss in the polls in November, whereas a limited online attack might actually stoke enough fear to help Mr. Trump. China's goal is to get rid of Mr. Trump. He has been troublesome with trade. My guess is that China was on a timeline to become more assertive in, 2030, in 2035 when it has a blue water navy. But the coronavirus is up their timetable, and here we are. Global power dynamics. Granted, this is very speculative thinking, but Macro ESG is about understanding what are likely scenarios given credible global dynamics catalysts. These are credible. America is divided and weak. Just this past Friday, the leader of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, called Mr. Trump, quote, the worst president that we have ever had, end quote. The U.S. is highly polarized, unable to pass even basic unemployment insurance supplements during a pandemic, which will lead to social unrest, and a weaker dollar, as per George Floyd, and I've written about that uh, uh, elsewhere on macri G, it's a perfect time for China to strike. It would make an indelible mark on the U.S. for the partners in the region. After an already disastrous response to the pandemic, and with winter coming, it's about to get worse. Moreover, an online strike would be a form of asymmetric warfare. Why take the U.S.? Why take on the U.S. in the military space where the U.S. has an edge when one can sabotage the economic system, and in parentheses with plausible deniability, end parentheses, and turn America's partners away in the ASEAN region? Chinese stocks. Alibaba and Tencent, plus others singled out by the Secretary, are likely to go down when the U.S. gets shot, but no big deal from the China perspective. Their market appreciation potential afterwards could be much larger due to a larger addressable market. Policy Recommendation The U.S. needs to focus on becoming resilient, passing bills to ensure social cohesion in the face of a determined foreign adversary. As a former head of the CDC pointed out today in Farid Sakaria, That you can open up bars or you can open schools, but you can open both at the same time. The U.S. needs to start making smart social choices and handling the pandemic. Investment Outlook. Get heavily short U.S. technology names the moment reports of widespread disruption hits the tape. Buy the shares in private Swiss banks. A lot of money from around the world will be heading there. There should be an ETF for that, quote, uh, sorry, parentheses, written almost half-jokingly. And that's it for today. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. I wish you a very healthy, safe, and good day.